It's a hair thing you wouldn't understand. A podcast made specifically for hairstylists and salon owners. What is up, you guys? Welcome to It's a Hair Thing. I am your host, Carnation Edmondson. Um, I literally sat here for 20 minutes recording all of this and realized that I accidentally deleted the file. So, take two. Um, yeah, this is this is just a very awkward experience for me. I've never actually sat here in my dining room talking to nobody and having to record myself talk to nobody. So this is just, this is new and I'm experimenting and it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Carnation Edmondson. Like I said, I am a licensed Indiana hairstylist and a studio salon owner. Um, I was born and raised in Southern California and moved here uh, in the beginning of 2018 following my family out here because my dad ended up getting a job out in Carmel, Indiana. And my entire family, we settled in Avon, Indiana, where I ended up meeting my lovely husband, Tyler. Um, I met Tyler through an odd job that I was doing during hair school. So he has experienced hair school with me. He experienced, he has been experiencing hairstyling with me, which is great. You gotta, gotta love our partners. <laughs> gotta love what they go through for us. Basically the deciding factor in me becoming a hairstylist was because back in 2016, I had actually ended up dropping out of college and moving back in with my family because I left an abusive relationship. I mean, that's a win. But I um, honestly, I lost myself. I didn't know who I was. So I was working a bunch of odd jobs in uh, fast food and retail. So yeah, uh, <laughs> the only time I ever really felt beautiful or felt like myself or felt like I could empower others was when I was doing my hair, when I was doing my makeup or when I was doing others' hair and makeup. And so when I moved out into uh, Indiana in 2018, I was still working odd jobs, um, clearly. I didn't know if I 100% fully wanted to commit to doing hair school. I honestly, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was interested in anymore. It was kind of a time of self-discovery. And um, so I was invited to go to a party and I ended up getting raped at that party. And that was my determining factor that I was tired of feeling worthless. And I was tired of allowing other women to feel worthless. So um, to me, that was, that was my deciding factor. That's when I decided, yeah, I 100% wanna do this. So where I ended up going, I, uh, I went to Paul Mitchell, the school in Indianapolis, which is actually not located in Indianapolis. I mean, I don't know, zoning out here is a little weird. It's, uh, it's more on the border of Southport, Indiana and Greenwood, Indiana. Um, but it's categorized as Indianapolis. I don't know. I, I'm a Cali girl. You can't expect me to know this shit. Um, I, I was in the day program for Paul Mitchell and I was working a night shift job at UPS and it was kind of affecting my attendance. And so I ended up having to talk to somebody and switch over tonight, which then ended up kind of screwing with my graduation date and putting my graduation date like literally smacked up in the middle of Christmas break. So I am technically a 2019 graduate, but I didn't graduate until 2020. Um, so my license is actually, um, it's literally categorized as if I was a 2019 graduate, like it literally expires in the time frame of a 2019 graduate but I technically didn't receive my graduating certificate until 2020. 
but I graduated in 2019. Um, so technically I have four years experience if we're actually looking at that, but um, I always say three years experience because, you know, technically I didn't have my ceremony until 2020. So three years. Um, and so basically I didn't take school too seriously to be 100% honest. I, um, mainly because, you know, I went through a lot of shit. I didn't know who I was. I, I literally, I dressed like an emo kid. I dyed my hair bright, vibrant pink. I was not myself. Like literally, I'm pretty sure people looked at me and was like, she scares me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I scared a lot of people because I legit was not myself. I was, uh, I was totally trying to be edgier than I actually am. I'm, I've always been hundred percent a girly girl. I've always loved glitz and glam and everything pretty and boho and just everything but I literally was dressed like I don't know I literally was dressed like I was ready for a punk rock band um and I also didn't know that while you're in beauty school you should be shadowing salons like I was I was shadowing salons here and there but I wasn't doing it with the intent or purpose that I wanted them to hire me so I would go into a salon and just ask them to show me something so like if I didn't understand something, I would literally like walk into a salon and be like, hey, I'm a student and I'm trying to learn how to do this foiling placement. Could I watch you guys do foiling or things like that? I was just awkward. I was weird and they would let me. But every interview I went to, um, I was young and naive and didn't know what I was doing. I had no guidance. Um, nobody in my family is a hairstylist. I'm the first. Um, unless you categorize, I guess, my grandma on my dad's side who was a hairstylist for like a year. And she wasn't even really a hairstylist. Um, she just kind of like swept the hair and did the shampoos and um i don't have a relationship with that grandma so for me it was kind of yeah i didn't i didn't have anybody i had nobody to tell me what to do or where to go and you know how beauty school is they don't really they don't help that much either so yeah i um but i would shadow and i would learn things i learned a lot from uh like YouTube videos and um, educational people on Instagram. Made a lot of friends with salon owners, surprisingly. But every interview I would go to, and I'm pretty sure it's because of the pink hair and the way I dress, but every single interview I went to, they turned me down. And I just, I felt lost. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And I didn't start really pushing myself to do anything about it until five months before my graduation. Um, that's when I was actually, uh, welcomed into, um, basically like the elite stylist position in, uh, in school, uh, it was called phase two. Um, if you were a green chair person, hi, yeah, phase two, I wasn't supposed to get it. I don't think, but people asked for me to be put on it. So it was very sweet. Uh, there was a lot of people that like pushed for me to be on there. Um, but yeah, I was, I was on phase two and, um, I like to say I was on there out of pity, <laughs> but uh, I was very grateful for being on there because it, I think it hundred percent kickstarted my passion again. It kind of, it kickstarted the whole reason why I was here, the whole reason that this was my career. Um, so that was when I kind of just really got into education. I dove real deep into social media marketing right off the bat. That was like my big thing. I love social media marketing. That's still something I'm insanely into. And I learned a lot about photography too. So I, um, ended up purchasing a professional camera and I started doing, um, flat lays of products that just became my thing. Um, and I'm still pretty well known by my clientele and by a lot of my friends. That is uh, 100% what I'm into. I do flat lay photography for a lot of products, specifically for marketing my studio, but I've always been a flat lay uh, photographer and that kind of assisted me in uh, hair photography. So yeah, photography has been just kind of a background thing of mine uh, that I love to do. 
And um, so I got really into that. And then I got really into business. So numbers, I, and honestly, I have ADHD. Numbers are not my thing. Never have been. I've never passed a math class. I mean, I passed because they just passed me along, but I was never good at math. And now all of a sudden I'm a whiz. Um, so that's cool. Um, but I got really into that. And um, yeah, I just kind of, I, I kickstarted. I, tr I tried learning as much as I possibly could. However, when it came down to deciding on where I wanted to work, I didn't actually, I wasn't picky enough, honestly. I, um, and I hate to say it, I settled. I settled because um, my friend was working for this newer salon that opened downtown. And it was kind of in a sketchy area, but it was a Paul Mitchell focused salon. And um, so for me, I was like, you know what? I already know Paul Mitchell. I can get as much knowledge as I possibly can on how to be a hairstylist in the actual industry and just work with products that I already know. And so I applied, I got an interview and I should have ran after that interview, that was a red flag interview. Like no hate to him, absolutely adore him now. But during the interview, he nitpicked me for every little detail. He didn't like that I was into social media. He did not like that I was a social media marketer. He did not like that I was a photographer. A lot of the things that I was passionate about, he did not like, and it was mainly because he was old school. Like um, he, he was just getting into Instagram. He was an older, he's an older stylist and um, he owned another salon that was very successful out in Lafayette, but it was in an area where a lot of old, older people would go. So, um, but I ended up getting hired and I took the job. I was like, you know what? No one else is hiring me. I'm gonna take it. Uh, he trained me as an apprentice up in the Lafayette salon that he owned. And so I learned a lot about uh, actually how to be a hairstylist, how to run front desk, how to, how to do a lot of shit. And, um, my coworker in the Indianapolis location actually ended up being a, a very toxic human being. She ended up, uh, intimidating me quite a bit and she broke my clippers, um, because she was threatened that I wanted to do men's haircuts because honestly, when I was in school, that's what they pushed on me. They told me that that was all I was good at. And so I didn't know how to do color or anything. So I always took on the haircuts. I always took on the men's clients and this coworker was also a licensed barber. So she was a hairstylist and barber. And so she had the double license and she was threatened that I wanted to do men's cuts. And I don't know why she had more experience than me. I don't know if it was just maybe because I was a little confident, but um, yeah, so she ended up breaking my clippers. She threatened me and then she went behind our boss's back and did some things that were actually found on camera. So she ended up getting fired and I got promoted from being an apprentice to being a uh, full-time stylist. And I was scared as fuck. I was brand new, fresh out of school and was just tossed to the wolves and told to figure it out. And it was, it was really hard. Um, but I learned a lot about business from that. I learned a lot about uh, the numbers. I learned a lot about uh, being able to till a drawer better. I understood how to uh, purchase inventory, how to discuss things with uh, distributors, how to talk to clientele properly. A lot. I learned a lot about like phone mannerisms and everything and um, running a salon in general because I basically was the manager of the salon. And um, unfortunately, he uh, later on, he ended up having to close the Lafayette location and the Indianapolis one is the only one around. And um, I think that means I did a good job. I don't know. I must have done something good because that job, that, that little salon is still around. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so 
I did learn a lot, but I, it was literally just me and the owner. There was no one else. We tried to hire other people, but because it was so tiny, it was literally the size of a studio salon with availability for four people. So it was, it was a decent sized space, but it literally, it was small. Like if you could imagine it, it was, it was like a closet. Um, but it got the job done. We only had two shampoo bowls and we had four stations that were packed really, really close together and there's no room to move around. Um, but yeah, so then I ended up deciding that I wanted to experience what being in a team was like. So I ended up uh, finding another job down in Avon and I decided that that would be the best option because um, it was closer to family. And I lived in a little apartment uh, about 30 minutes away from there. So I was like, it's worth the commute, I'll just do it. And so I would commute to and forth for work, but I only worked limited hours. Um, I worked Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And it was hard. I That place ended up being very toxic. Yes, it was team-oriented, but no one was on the same page whatsoever. And um, long story short, I ended up leaving um, after about eight months. And I ended up... Uh, I kind of went down a spiral end where I literally was giving up on myself. I was like, I was not meant to be a hairstylist. This is not the job for me. I should have gone to school. I should have done something different. And yeah, so after a brief intermission where I forced my husband to take me to Florida for the first time in my life, because uh, I just, I wanted to be at the beach. I wanted to be somewhere where I could clear my head. And so we went to Florida and I decided I wanted to open my studio, but we kind of had a discussion about it. We didn't have the money. We didn't have the funds for it. I didn't have the clientele for it. So it was something that I had to put on the back burner, but it was something that I was working on behind the scenes. I ended up getting a job at a downtown salon. It was actually, um, so when I had left school, I had created a bucket list of salons I wanted to work at. And one of my number one salons was the, uh, the previous salon I was at, and it was downtown. And at first, I adored it. It was where I wanted to be. It was home. But a lot of um, toxicity came from there as well. A lot of nasty, harsh things were said. And let's be honest, the hairstyling industry is mainly ran by girls. And us girls, we can get bitchy and we can get catty. And so I expected it. Um, so I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. I was almost a year in. Um, would have been a year this coming month. So, yeah. Um, so I, I really tried to, uh, stay there, tried to love it. And it just felt like I was losing more and more and more of myself. My energy was getting sucked. It was a vibe sucking area. And I hated that because I wanted to love it so, but so badly because they used products that I loved. Um, they used, uh, Kevin Murphy, which is like hands down. I am in love with that product line. Um, and it's hard to get your hands on it as a hairstylist. Like you literally have to pay like a $3,000 to $5,000 down payment on an intro kit. Like, excuse me, no thanks. Um, so yeah, um, but I ended up deciding uh, around Christmas time that the best option for me, and it was after some really negative things were said about me, um, to me uh, in public, in front of other people. And it just, it really, it hurt. And so I decided I wanted to create a space that not only built up my vibe, but built up the energy and vibe of my clientele. I did not want to continue working in a place that made me feel worthless and allowing my clientele to see me being treated like I was worthless so that they feel like they have to be worthless, if that makes sense. Because I, I went through a lot of crap and that my main goal was always to make other people feel beautiful and feel loved and feel worthy. And so I decided to open my studio. So that's where I'm at now. I, um, we've been open for 
almost a month now and I could not be any happier. I absolutely adore my studio immensely. Um, its name is Poppy Hair Studio. It's located in Castleton at the Fashion Mall at Keystone in the Sola Salons. Um, so yeah, absolutely love it. Um, so the reason why I've created this podcast is because, well, first off, my friend Shaylee, she, uh, she messaged me just out of the blue and was like, let's create a podcast. And I was like, what? Like, excuse me? How, how, how the hell are we going to create a podcast? Like, what do we do to create a podcast? So clearly I dove into, um, everything that I could on how to start a podcast. And so that's why this podcast has been created. It's basically to me, this is my backup of my shared podcast with Shaylee. This is kind of me separating myself from the duo and being my own person. Um, so I do, I will be, you know, they, our podcast hasn't come out together yet. So I will be doing both podcasts, but, um, this one for me, it's more of a fun place for stylists that, isn't just education overload or self-help overload. It's, I, I honestly want this to be more of like, I provide stories and relatable experiences or any, any info that newer stylists need that I was probably lacking at the time being or share some hard facts or just show you guys that you aren't alone in this day and age as a hairstylist. Like there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes, especially with everything that happened the past two years. Like, come on. Um, so yeah, I just, I kind of want this to be where I go to, to have a little more fun than any of the serious notes, but also to kind of, I guess, relate back to what Shaylee and I end up talking to, uh, talking about, um, on our podcast. So yeah, I will be trying to update as regularly as possible. And I will announce when Shaylee and I upload our podcast. We don't have a name for it yet. We don't really know what it's going to be yet. Um, but I will let you guys know and I will update you guys as regularly as I possibly can. So yeah, I don't know how to close these off. Here's hoping I do not delete this. Uh, hopefully I don't delete this recording this time because I did on accident. (laughs) Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you got this far, I will see you guys next time. Bye.